good afternoon. I am Robert Fellows, and welcome to Let's Have a Conversation. Over the next two episodes, we are going to be talking about the armor of God and why it is important, what it is, why we need it as Christians. Um, I'm first going to talk about it because I want to focus on one thing about the armor of God in this episode and about the strength of the armor and why the armor is strong, who the armor belongs to, and why we have to put it on. Um, So first, I want to read about the armor of God from Scripture, and this is in Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. Paul says this in his letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6 in your Bible, starting at verse 10. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and, having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. What prompted me to talk about the armor of God on a podcast was um, a personal story of mine. Um, So here's that story. So recently, I went through a a bit of a a spiritual fall, let's say, without going into any great detail. Um, So I told my wife, um, and I told several friends of mine, um, and I remember one friend remarked to me that um, he told me if, if I needed anything to text him or call him at any time. No judgment would be passed. He just wanted to be there for me. And I really appreciated that. And then another text he wrote to me, you know, um, about how he felt about it, that he was, you know, a little bit, uh, he was disappointed. And he was even a little angry because he said the devil had won this round and that he thought my armor was stronger than that. Um, Quote, I thought your armor was stronger than that. And at the time, I I let that, you know, uh, I didn't gloss over it, but I took it and I didn't really think much of it. Um, 
because I knew I knew what he was saying, but I didn't think I didn't think a whole lot of it. But the more I I thought about it, and I had to go back and read that text again, and it really did say I thought your armor was stronger than that, and I kept pondering what he meant by that. Well, to me, it was obvious that he meant um, he's talking about the passage in Ephesians where Paul is. In his letter to the Ephesians in chapter 6, he tells them about putting on the armor of God, to put on the full armor of God. And I discovered why that stuck with me and what bothered me about what he said. I, I, I didn't take it as a slight, but I knew that something about it bothered me. And, and here's what it was. He he said, I thought your armor was stronger than that. Okay, now there, there are two problems with that. Um, number one, if he really was talking about my armor, as in something that I put on to protect myself from the devil, well, then it's obviously fallible. <laughs> it, it's going to get weak. But I really do believe he was talking about the armor of God. So here's the, the, the other problem with that. Um, the armor of God is always strong. It's, it's never weak. There's never anything wrong with the armor of God. The problem is, and this is not to disparage this, this brother in Christ in any way, because I know what he meant. What, what he was trying to say, because he knows that, um, I, that I endeavor to be in the word every day, and, he, and, and he's seen my spiritual strength in the past. What he was trying to say was, you know, I, I, I thought you were under more protection than that. I thought you were a little bit more immune um, to, to, to that type of fall than some of us other guys. I, I understood fully what he was trying to say, but, but here's the thing about it. God's armor, the armor of God is never weak because it's the armor of God. The problem is, do we have it on? I should say that problems occur when we don't have it on. The question is, do we have it on? You see, if, if, if you're saved by the blood of Christ, which means if you are, you're, you're a Christian. You can't be a Christian without being saved by the blood of Christ. That's another discussion, if you don't understand that one. If you're saved by the blood of Christ and you are a Christian, the only reasonable way you are going to be able to function in life every day to, to, ward off the schemes of the devil, our enemy, is by having on the whole armor of God. And this is why Paul is admonishing the Ephesians that this is what they need to do. It, by the way, that's the same letter. That's the same letter that we get the fact that we can't do this 
on our own, that we cannot save ourselves. In chapter 2, Paul tells them that it is by grace that you have been saved. This is not of yourselves. You can't save yourself. Okay, It's a gift from God. Not, not of works, not by anything that you do, and it's so that you can't boast. You can't boast in anything that you do. And then later on, of course, in chapter 6, he, he admonishes them that, that if they're going to live in this life, in this world, as a Christian, that they must put on the full or whole armor of God. And we're going to talk about the parts of the armor in a little bit, but my main focus today is in sharing my story is what struck me about what my friend said to me <clears throat> is about the strength of the armor. That that armor is powerful. That armor has full strength because it is the armor of God and we must put it on. And the reason that you have to put it on is because you cannot protect yourself any more than you can save yourself. Remember, Paul's already told them that they can't save themselves in chapter 2 of Ephesians. Let's read that in context. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 2. And this is verses 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. You can't save yourself. And by chapter 6, we see that we can't protect ourselves from the schemes of the devil. We have to be under God's protection. So we must put on the full armor of God. It's God's armor. It's always strong. It's never weakened. So you have to put it on. So the real problem when I took my little fall is that I did not have on all the parts of the armor. The armor. God's armor. So I wasn't under his protection. So in our next episode, we are going to take a deep dive into the armor of God, the parts of the armor, and the order of the parts of the armor and why that's important. I'll be joined by my good friend, Dr. Jim Whaley, in the next episode. He has done a lot of studying on this subject, and he's going to talk to us about the parts of the armor and why they're in the order that they are in. So thank you for taking this time to listen. Um, I hope I've made sense today about why that armor is strong, whose strength we're under, whose protection we're under, because we can't save ourselves and we can't protect ourselves. It is God and God alone. But let me reiterate, that we're talking about Christians here. We are talking about children of God, those saved 
by the blood of Christ. If you're not saved by the blood of Christ, none of this will apply. And the only way to be saved by the blood of Christ is to realize that you're a sinner, because you were born a sinner, just like me, and you need a savior. Then you repent of your sins and you put your faith, trust, and your belief in Jesus, who is the Son of God, who died on a cross to save you from your sins so that you can enter into his kingdom and that when you leave this earth, you will have eternal life in his everlasting kingdom. So until next time, I'm Robert Fellows. Let's have a conversation.